Wow. That board looks like an old Simon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Red, green, yellow, blue. Okay. I think Sam's as good at running the board as he is at playing Simon. Simon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, eat, well, here we are. Eat, talk, eat, repeat. Yeah. Happy New Year. First of the first of 2024. I'm excited, guys. I know. We've uh, skipped a couple weeks here, right? I mean, we've... Uh, we earned it. We earned it. We earned a holiday vacation. Uh, and uh, what did we all do on New Year's Eve? Can we talk about that real quick? Well, let me quickly just okay. remind everyone. Anyone who's listening, help us out. Like, follow, subscribe to the show. Leave a review, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. And then also, John, we've got some breaking news. Ooh, Are you ready? Oh, breaking news. Go ahead. Breaking news. You can email us at cheers at eattalkrepeat.com. So send your hate mail, questions, fan mail, <laughs> everything to cheers at eattalkrepeat.com. So that's my new, yeah. new news of 2024. All dick pics go directly to Sam, though. Okay. <laughs> yes, that filter is, is already in place. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. Okay. Um, hey, well, good. You can email us. Yes, your hate mail. I can't wait to see some of the hate mail. I can't I love either. hate mail. It fuels this <laughs> it show. I we mean, run. Well, you know, when I was doing my blog, Going Great Guns, I used to have a thing. I didn't block anybody. I said, I don't want any witless profanity. Okay. I don't want anything that's like, you know, libelous or like, I'm going to kill you, anything like that. But I don't know. People want to tell you how much you suck. I think it's kind of interesting. I mean, it can, as long as you make us think about how much we suck. <laughs> well, yeah. that's not guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you want us to know, cheers at Eat, Talk, Repeat. Um, well, New Year's Eve. Well, let, before we get there, what? let's talk about who we all are. Just pretend like it's our first show. Okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's go with the, the big guy first, Sam. Go ahead, Sam. Oh, get out of here. All well, right. I, am, I am the other half of Sam and Ash, so I've got... Uh, uh, I'm a lawyer uh, here in Vegas. I love to eat. A bon vivant. I am. I love to to drink fine wines and spirits, and uh, and I love I love to travel, particularly to Europe and uh, and Barbados if I have to. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, he's really slow. And Orlando, yeah. <laughs> what do you say, Ashley? <laughs> and Orlando, and Orlando, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that. The that doesn't fit. The, that doesn't fit my profile. Yeah, that's the great just, capitals of Europe yeah, and Orlando. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a conservative Disney adult. There, are you happy? Oh my yep. god! There yeah. we go. Have you heard Justin Randall on Disney adults? He thinks they should. I all just be. had dinner with him this week. In fact, yeah. and I'll talk about that restaurant I went to. Okay, go ahead, Ashley. Give us give us the lowdown on who. Ashley Watkins is. You know, I'm still trying to figure that out, frankly, everyone. <laughs> um, I just enjoy food high and low all over the world. Um, and I just, I use restaurants uh, as my way to find out about a city. And that's how it happened when I moved to Vegas. I kind of just learned my way around town by chasing great food. And so now I want to share it because it's one of the best things about uh, Las Vegas. We have a lot of um, people that move here, non-locals, locals that don't even venture out of their suburbia and also tourists. So yeah, I eat and drink for fun. All right. Well, I've and been, you, John. I've been eating and drinking for fun and profit uh, in Las Vegas since 1994. So, um, uh, yeah, this will be uh, this year's my 30th year of writing about food in Las Vegas. Uh, my website, which I still maintain, although not as actively as it used to be, is eatinglv.com. I think the banner at the top says being John Curtis, but eatinglv.com is the uh, kind of the address. 
And, of course, I'm on all those social media platforms. Uh, on Twitter, at Eating Las Vegas, and on Instagram and TikTok, my name, J-O-H-N-C-U-R-T-A-S. So I like to think of myself as the Professor Emeritus of Las Vegas foodies and food writers. Yeah, and I will... Uh, the eminence um, gree. I'm going to plug your, your website because, honestly, your vintage writing on some of these locations around town is chef's kiss. It's so great. Um, I you. love it. Hugo Cellar is, I always talk about it. It's yeah. my all-time favorite. If yeah. I'm having a shitty day after work, I just go read that and I go, well, at least I'm not running Hugo Cellar. Yeah, right. <laughs> and someone hasn't written that. So I've also unloaded on Piero's a couple times, too. Yes. And right now, it's great. It's your 52 essential restaurants right? and your right. 10 avoiders no, of 2023 yeah, yeah. I, I i dropped that like right after right before christmas i think it was just a few days before christmas so it's uh john curtis i used to write a book on uh, eating las vegas 10 eight editions over 10 years uh and now i just do it on the website but i thought one last time i'd do at my essential 52 restaurants and then i sprinkle it with a couple dozen more that i really like and of course a bottom 10 of the places i love to hate <laughs> so that's uh that's on eatinglv.com and we're here every Friday uh, to talk about uh, what's going on in the Las Vegas food scene. And I yeah. think, and as, as friends of mine out of town, by the way, I've gotten some fan mail recently from South Carolina Ooh. and California, even from Indiana. Uh, they say, you know, you guys are never boring. They may disagree with us, but we don't bore anybody, which I think is the, should be the numer numero uno uh, philosophy behind all podcasts. Yeah, Don't I mean, <laughs> especially when you're not getting paid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and all opinions are worth exactly what you're paying for them, <laughs> <Yeah>. folks. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm excited. Uh, this is going to be a fun show. Let me just kind of tease where we're headed. We're going to do some food news you can use, as always. Um, food dining resolutions that we all have for 2024. So if you guys don't have any, prep them, John. Sam. I've got three all lined up. Okay. And then food trends we hope die in oh, 2024. Yes. I'm I've sure we list. all have those. Yeah. Um, then I think maybe some predictions, if you've got any, of where you think or what trends might happen in 2024. And also we'll do some restaurant rundown. John, I think you've... Already started this off this year off with like Brasserie B, oh, Meraki yeah? Greek, Mott 32. Pops. Well, let me tell you what yeah. I'm doing, actually. The, the okay. ulti ultimate compliment to you. Yeah. Um, I have decided on my, you know, notes on my uh, on my little iPhone that I carry around. You, yeah. you put it out there the last show that instead of just having the, this long list of everything, just have one list and, and just list everything, every restaurant in chronological now start with number one but then constantly just keep it moving between ranking them so like yes. if i've been to five different restaurants in this past week which i have been to uh, i have a list and they're ranked now in order and let's say i have a meal today or tomorrow night that's better than any that'll jump up to the number one i spot. love it and i'm going to just keep it going i know you do that with pizza and uh and and burgers uh side note folks she's a pizza whore 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> a burger slut. And a burger slut. Yes. But, <laughs> but uh, I thought it's a great idea, so I've started doing that. And, yes, I've been to uh, five places this week, and uh, I went to Bobby Flay's. Um, and God bless Bobby Flay. sent me a little personal message thanking me for coming Ooh. to his restaurant. Uh, Name drop. Uh, but, yeah, the humble brag. Uh, <laughs> well, I've met Bobby before. He and I have actually butted heads a couple times because I've – been critical of some of the celebrity chef stuff, but um, I have to say I've got to give the devil his uh, due and quit flaying Bobby because okay. uh, I I was blown away by a Malfi by Bobby Flay last year. Um, I didn't rank it as one of my top Italians, but I had one meal there, but and it was it was very very good. And we went to Brasserie B uh, early uh, on week two. It's only I think it opened right before New Year's Eve, and. Um, uh, so, gosh, it's only been open a week. And uh, I was just blown away. It's a big restaurant taking the old homestead space in Caesar's Palace. And uh, I was going, well, what's, what, what is Bobby Flay going to do with a French bistro? But but a Rosary Flash bistro food, there's a difference, but we'll we'll combine them for the time being. And I was, I, I, he went in, he had skate wing. We had a Harry Cover salad. We had beautiful oysters. We did these broiled Broiled clams. I mean, there was a uh, uh, what else? Did we, we had a, a gorgeous apple tart with ginger ice cream. I'm eating this food. I'm going. This is this is like what they do at at Bardo Browsery and uh, Bouchon. But I think even if not at that level, maybe even a click or two above. Ooh. Okay, I, I was just. Wow. I know they're all on their game right now. They've got um, Candace Ochoa, who used to be the executive chef at. Bizarre Meat by Jose Andres. I met her there during the pandemic. We went there a couple times. And they have Ed Tracy, who's an old Michael Mina vet. Uh, so he, Ed's running the front of the house, and Candace Ochoa is the chef in charge. And they're, they're firing on all cylinders. And they opened really – they hit the ground running and every other cliche I can think of right now. Where so, is Brasserie B? The old, old homestead space in uh, Caesar's Palace, kind of right – Right next door to Amalfi by Bobby Flay, and right okay. across from Nobu at Caesar's Palace. And uh, I, I put it out there on, I think, Twitter that I, or is it X or Twitter, whatever the hell they call it now. I, I said, well, I like it because it's easy to get to, and, and I got a bunch of blowback. <laughs> People going, oh, Caesar's Palace sucks if you're trying to go there. But I have to have to admit, I got to, uh, I have some secret parking spots in the different lots, in the different Ooh. avenues coming into Caesar's Palace, which we have found. They're not marked. We just pull our car in there. We leave it. It's easy in and out, but I'm not telling anybody where they are. <laughs> well, you better tell me when this show yeah, ends. Yeah. I, I will. But anyway, Brasserie Beat, worth a look. Very good French uh, Brasserie, French bistro food. Given a little bit of a Bobby Flay twist, he always likes to throw little spices in there. So you had things like the skate wing was with uh, not just brown butter, with a, a chili brown butter. So it had a little Ooh. bit of a pepper bite to it. I really liked everything I had. So I'm gonna, and I can't wait to go back. And as I always say to people, that's the number one uh, thing you should, you, the rating of a restaurant. When you walk out the door, are you saying to yourself, I can't wait to go back? And that's, that's the exact, uh, um, feeling I had walking out of Brasserie B. Okay. Well, I um, want to hear where it ranks in your top, your five okay. going, but not yet, not yet. Right, okay. So okay. So go ahead. let's do food news you can use. All right. Let's go. Do you have any news? Uh, yeah. Well, it's sad news. Oh, no. Uh, we lost a good chef Who? this week. Uh, Mark Andelbrath died this week. He was the executive chef at Noxos Taverna 
at oh, Red Rock Station. No. Yeah, and he so was sad. formerly the top toke at Spago and the Bellagio. And Mark and I have been friends for 10 years, and he had some, apparently some, he had been diagnosed with diabetes, and his um, his friends, I was talking to them all week, I put a little bit of a eulogy on my Facebook page about him, they said that he had some kind of pancreatic shock or something caused by insulin overdose or something, and he's like oh. 52 years old. I, no. I'm not exactly sure how old he is, I think, but early 50s, I mean, he's a young guy. Uh, very kind of a real shock through the chef community. So rest in peace, Mark Andel Bratt. You we, you left us too soon. So sorry to be such a downer, but but yeah. I I thought we had to mention Mark because he yeah, was such a good to. chef, and he'd been in town for a long time. And as I said on my Facebook little post, he had the greatest set, set of chef knives I've ever seen. He had these really? custom made. I mean, he opened up a leather case and spread it out in front of you, and there'd be like there's like nine or ten knives of different sizes with these customized wooden handles. With you know, they're all Japanese made. I mean, it was just eye popping. He let me actually play with a couple of them <laughs> once many years ago. Uh, so very sad about that. Losing Mark Andelbrat. So well, uh, that's my biggest news of the week, and. Um, so, but unfortunately, it needed mentioning. So, Sam, you've got any news? Yeah, the um, I I saw that the um, the owner of um, of Casa Don Juan is Went going is going to jail. <laughs> yeah, going to I have that for three years. I said Felony I tax evasion. He right. pled guilty, but th- this I wonder this what he did must go on. A lot oh, in the yeah. restaurant yeah. world. He's just the one yeah, that got cash caught. sales. Because, I mean. folks, I mean, the two sets of books. This two? Was this, yeah. Two? Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll probably have four. <laughs> so there was the, 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 the actual re- cash receipts were skimmed from the top to the tune of, of millions of dollars yeah. in cash. Five so, mil. Five mil. That's a lot of, John, that's a lot of cash. I, I think the trend's going down in terms of people paying with cash, no? Yeah, it is. Um, I, got, I was hearing rumors about this a couple of years ago, okay, that, that he was in deep trouble. And I used to do some tax uh, cases for, with the IRS. And you have got to really be in deep for them to seek criminal charges against you because they come to people all the time who cheat on their taxes and the first thing they're trying to do is get paid just like anybody else i mean they you can call you can hate the government you can hate you know the tax collector it's like hating the mob at one point they don't want to break your legs they just want their money <laughs> okay yeah. and yeah. uh and when to to go to prison you have to do like what wesley snipes did uh you have to actively challenge them that, that you're right number one which is Snipes was terribly wrong, and his accountants completely blew it for him. He had a malpractice case against them. Or you have to have an yeah, approvable scheme again that you had schemed for years to do this. Okay, yeah, I think that's, had, what, that's I think what that's he, what he did. That's what caught him. Yeah, but and, he, he should have. He if he had lawyered up first thing and and he worked probably, to work to to pay could have done it but he apparently continued to lie to the investigators exactly to the to the to the tax people to the accountants and then to the criminal investigators well, right and at that point it's that's a yeah. that's a hole too deep yeah yeah exactly and, and that's exactly and what your I'm accountant saying. gets flipped and then you're yeah, yeah, your, your accountant yeah. gets flipped or, or you, well we, it was we, an internal bookkeeper that knew everything about what was going on so that's yeah. another thing if yeah. you're going to do one of these things don't, and, and when you don't do, piss off your do it yeah, you walk in and you say okay you got me copper okay how much do i owe 
and yeah. let's work this out. And I'm telling you, I used to do these cases. Ninety five percent of the time, they will look at you unless you're just you know some mob figure or something. They'll go, okay, let's see if we can work this out. So he obviously was continuing to lie, and and you know I'm sorry for him maybe, but what I'm really sorry for is that Casa Don Juan's food is so bad. <laughs> I still haven't been, and I think that's my like life goal is to never go. Oh, it we it, it, it I we, I liked it years ago, but. Same old, same old. Most of it's from a can. They have good fresh-made tortillas, and that's where it stops. But it's food It's food that's driven by nostalgia because I'm convinced that people here in town who grew up thinking it was great still think it's great oh, simply yeah. because once upon a time, you know, they've made memories there or whatever. Right. 30 years ago, it was the best thing in town. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay, so that's that. Any other food? Yeah, I've got some other stuff. We've got um, death in taxes right there, all in the same show. What else do I have? Um, Joel Robichon, executive chef, is off to Dallas. Did you hear that? Yeah, Christoph Delila. A great, great chef. Good guy. Uh, it'd be interesting to see that 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 ex- very expensive, the most expensive restaurant in town. I wonder how it, it clicks along. It's being run by a corporation out of France now. I'm sure they'll find a worthy successor to him. But he was a good guy, Christophe Delilas. Yeah, and I w- I read it in an article, and it had a quote from him that explains how I think we end up with so many great offshoots off the strip. And we've talked about it before. And the quote was, "When you work in this environment, you create dishes through the Robuchon filter. It's never really your own. I've been here thirteen years, and I want to do something that's one hundred percent my own." Exactly. And, and so, yeah. And that's what, you know, that's what Brian Howard said. That's what James Trees said. Yep. That's what Nicole Brisson said. So they all get to that point. And they've, and, but it's also like being trained at such a high level that you can do it too. That's why. Yes. The, and, and the better chefs, like I just named, and Christoph, of course, they can do it because they're, uh, what, what, what's kind of laughable when I see people right out of, uh, James Trees will talk about this all the time. People that are you know, two years out of cooking school or worked in a restaurant for a year and a half and say, I, I want to open my own place, man. <laughs> yeah. Now, it's it's like, like somebody right out of law school saying, yes. I want to run a multinational law firm because I think I can do it. So anyway, so too bad about Christoph. We'll see about that. Um, and I think that's about it. Uh, openings, of course, uh, Brasserie B. Uh, I'm still want to get back to some of the restaurants at Durango resorts. I've been there twice, but just eaten in the, the food hall areas. I haven't been to any of the real restaurants there. And Got to get back to uh, Fountain Blue and check out some of their places. Oh, did I did I talk about the Q? I went to Q. I think I talked about that last at, time. That's at Fountain Blue. Yeah, I found an interesting little place. We should check that out if you have a chance. K-Y-U, pronounced Q. And what's okay. the cuisine there? Uh, very much fusion food. Okay. At, at Asian, European fusion, a lot, a lot of mix and match Kimchi spices. croissants. Yeah, well, they do a bunch on there that you pay for. You know, usually bunch on comes free at Korean places. They do three that are just wonderful. I mean, the guys, he, I mean, he's as white as you and me, Sam, but boy, he knew, knows how to make a bunch on uh, a, a kimchi. So, all right. So, um, where are we going next? What's, uh, what, I what? think we got to do the resolutions and trends. <sighs> yeah. Are you I'm, ready for that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you, somebody Ooh, else. I've been, I've been flapping long enough here. Somebody else go. Okay, I will start. 2024 dining or food resolutions. Uh, for me, I want to get to some of these high-end restaurants that happen to be on the Strip. I just have, for whatever reason, I've stuck to more local, like Spring Mountain, Arts District places the past couple years. And now I want to start, I want to go to the Robichons, the Geese of Oise. Like, I want to start trying those. So um, that is one of them. 
I'm going to be less forgiving about shitty service this year. Less uh, forgiving? Less forgiving. Less I've forgiving. been pretty forgiving well, what about to the, What happened to the Christian spirit of giving and, and, and forgiveness? No, Once. I think Ashley's becoming a Satanist, at least on this, <laughs> on this topic. No, I just think there's so many options in Vegas that if your service is apathetic or shitty, I'm one and done. I'm not going to go back. If it's racist, yeah. What if um, they like give better service to certain people that maybe look more like them? Well, that happens to the food gal all the time when she goes to Chinatown. I'm yeah. telling you, yeah, yeah. I, I'm in a, I'm, I have a story for you. Well, let, 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 let me tell my story. Let, let me digress. Uh, uh, okay, let, go. Real quick. The food gal's best friend. Shout out to Cindy. <laughs> Cindy's half Korean, half Chinese, and looks half Korean, half Chinese, very much so. Guess who knows more about, has forgotten more about Asian food than Cindy knows? The food gal, who's Norwegian, Swedish, okay? <laughs> they go into restaurants, and they go, Alexander will get there first, and they ignore her. As soon as Cindy shows up, who knows, like, almost nothing about Chinese or Korean food, they immediately get better service. So, yeah, wow. it's, it happens. Okay, fine. Slight digression. Let's get back to But, you. yeah, so I'm going to be less forgiving about shitty service. If I show up at a place, a bar, or whatever, and I feel like I'm inconveniencing your staff or um, it's just not attentive, I, you know, I'm one and done. I'm not going to make a scene or anything like that. It's just there's so many other options out there and so many people begging for business to stay afloat that I will try those spots. Yeah, so. I think I, – I, are you referencing uh, places that are like – White hot places where everybody's going to, like all the TikTokers and influencers are heading. In Not necessarily. Or, sometimes yes, but no. I mean, it's sometimes it's just a local spot. Sometimes it's like Sam's alluding to on uh, Spring Mountain Road, where it's just you know their heads are elsewhere. Well, and, Spring Mountain. I never expect good service on Spring Mountain Road. Well, that's don't. why. Well, because I don't know. I, mean, I give them an I, I give them an Asian easement. Well, like okay. Kabuto or like those high end like, like, or Kome phenomenal or, service. I, I, I'm, I'm not talking about high end Japanese okay. places. I'm talking about the pho parlors and the and you know and, that's and the, and, fair, I guess and, and, and the Korean uh, drinking joints and things like that. Yeah. Okay, so. but what about all your Korean like barbecue? Well, well, I go to I, I go to uh, Korean eight, eight ounce and the the service there. I mean, they know they've known me there for years, but the service there is spot on everywhere. I mean, you watch the tables; they, they the have John a, Curtis yeah, effect. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to wear my own mask. Okay, so and then uh, my last one is I'm not going to let you shame me out of eating burgers and pizza. Oh, and but I should. Yep. You you deserve to be shamed. No, you know, it's not going to stop repertoire. me. It's not going to stop me. Okay. I, I'm expanding. I, part of my other resolution is to go to the high-end spots, yeah. but I am not going to turn down a burger because I'm worried about what you're going to say. Okay. <laughs> well, here's the thing about the high-end spot. I will take you to Guy Savoie, <gasps> where I'm, I know them very well there. Uh, Can I get in on this? Yeah, but, but Sam has to pay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how he gets in on this. I mean, it's uh, – I mean, I can afford it, but it's a big stroke. Okay, okay, and – yeah, but uh, anyways, they're, the Robichon and Savoie are like two of the greatest restaurants in America, in the world. Yeah, and they're right in our backyard. And, and I want to go to L'Atelier. I want to do like all yeah, those places. Yeah, yeah you, sh you should. You should. Okay, Sam, New Year's resolutions 2024. Number, Foodie resolutions. Yeah, number one, I want to determine again if I really do hate Chinese food. And what I mean by this is I've never loved Chinese food just categorically, and I understand there's different 
different layers. But um, I'm I'm gonna hit up the the Chinese food list on on Spring Mountain. I'm yeah. gonna go through it this year. Right. And um, I think, and I'm gonna do it with an open mind. I'm gonna do it with an open mind. So I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to doing that. And the other thing is actually a little bit Asian uh, adjacent to food, but it's it's I I want to learn more about sake. Yeah. I realize that I just know nothing about sake, and in every Japanese place I go to, there's a big list, and I know that there's some sakes that I absolutely love, and I know yeah. that there's some sakes that I don't love, and I just want to get a basic understanding enough to be able to competently order. Or, or walk in and say, say I want sake to me. Ex- oh, exactly. I, that. I, 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 it was there. It was. It was a softball. It, up. it was yeah. teed there. I had to hit it. Okay, I had to take the swing. Yeah, I think your right. joke, sake. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sake. I know just enough about sake to be dangerous, but yes, you're right. I usually order by price, but but there's also this weird curve on sake in places that I that have great lists like Kaiseki Yuzu and a lot of these high end Japanese, where there's like twenty four dollar sake by the bottle. Thirty-two bottle, seventy-five dollar a bottle, four hundred dollars. Yeah, four hundred dollars a bottle. And you it's go, a, it's a what leap. the hell? Yeah. And, and newsflash. Yeah. There's no discernible. I mean, I've liked the eighty dollar bottle more yeah, than right, the four hundred dollar. Right. And bottle. I've I've had thirty dollar sakis. I go, this is crisp and nice. And, yeah. they, and they, then they pour me uh, a really expensive one. I go, I get this maybe smoother, maybe different in some ways. But I go, I'm not saying I'm enjoying it anymore. You know. So good point, Sam. But it's a it's a it's a Steep learning curve on sake and expensive. Well, my liver's buckled up, <laughs> ready, ready to go. go. <laughs> You're strapped in. <laughs> well, sake. Okay, what else? Uh, sake. All right. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, mine. Um, my New Year's food resolutions are. Uh, the first one is more cooking. I'm going to do more home cooking. Uh, I've just, I mean, that that goes hand in hand with my saying I'm not going to do my, my 52 essential lists anymore because it's we're, we're spending an arm and a leg to redo our kitchen, which still isn't done, by the way, and it won't be done until the, probably the end of this month or early next month. And I'm just going to put it to use and start having more dinner parties, cooking at home, starting having Sunday things where um, maybe I put it out there to all our friends that I'm cooking a pot of, you know, I don't chili. Or maybe Coco Van, or what you know, you name it, and say just come on over and eat. So a lot more home cooking. Um, I want to do deeper dives along your line into uh, both Chinese and Japanese food. I do love Chinese food. I think I know a fair amount about about it for a round eye, but I want to learn more about it. Okay, As for, and, and Japanese food because um, I always think with those restaurants, they're they're putting out good products, but they're also putting out a very friendly to their their customer kind of stuff and not what what the fellow travelers from uh, from uh, those countries would be eating and i'd like to kind of get to know the difference a little bit more um i've also resolved this goes hand in hand with uh, ashley's uh uh better service thing i'm not going to go to any bars anymore where i have to like you know have to struggle to find a drink yes and i, I i've done that I'm too, I'm too old. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely an old white guy now. I've been around too much, and and I it's a humble brag here, but I always say I I can walk into a hundred restaurants in this town where they Mr. Curtis have a seat. What would you like? There's a standing with people go. Let's meet at this place for a cocktail, and standing there trying to get a bartender's attention just yeah. to get him to pay, pour me mm. him or her to pour me a drink. No. Okay, I'm here to pay you money. I'm not here to stand around while I don't. And sometimes they're legitimately busy and trying hard to give good service, but life is too short 
to wait for a cocktail. So I'm going to go to <laughs> put it on a T-shirt. Folks. Exactly. Okay. And uh, finally, I've resolved. This is the this is the hardest one, Sam. I don't know if I can call, follow through, but you're going to help me on this one. I have resolved to drink more expensive wine in 2024. Yes. <laughs> Life's too short to wait for a cocktail and not drink expensive wine. Exactly. So I know it's a struggle, folks. I'll I'll try mightily to get through. Suffer through. Just suffer through. <laughs> okay. The All wine. Right, so that's, that's our uh, that's our New Year's resolution. Let's take um, a little break. Yeah, let's take a break. Do trends and trends where that need else to die and trends that are that are good. Okay. Yep. Don't go anywhere, right. folks. Be right back. Hi, it's Ash from Sam and Ash Injury Law. You need a lawyer you can trust. So give us a call at 702-820-1234 or go to SamAndAshLaw.com. No pressure, just answers, because you deserve what's right. Oh, Ashley, good, uh, good dancing there. We're almost getting into this. That's Here, funny. Here's you the can't sound see of me, me drinking more expensive wine. <laughs> That's water. I think yeah. uh, sounds well. the same. Yeah. You need more Jesus if you're going to try and turn that into expensive wine. <laughs> okay, let's go through the trends. Let's start. Let's go to the good trends that we we see for, the, and then we'll talk about trends that need to die. Oh. What do you see? Let's do some predictions, like more of something or less of something in the coming year. Okay, I think, and this was based off my venture to LPM recently, and I loved their co- their bar setup. I can't rave about it enough. They did a like tomato caprese drink, and it had a blistered little cherry tomato on it, and it was this odd, savory. It felt like a gazpacho cocktail. So I'm anticipating more like savory cocktails. That's a prediction of mine. Savory cocktails. Got it. I'm writing these down because I'm holding you to these 11 Uh-oh. months from now. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I read one that I can see happening is that mushrooms are going to have their year. Okay. Kind of like um, Brussels sprouts, I would say. <laughs> Cauliflower. I've had, their, I've I think, had their year. I think Their're mushrooms. Day in the sun. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, okay. That's it. Uh, That's all I've got. Okay. I think um, on, on a bigger scale, I think maximalist dining may have crested. We may, may have seen peak maximus when it comes to guridons, you know, flaming things on fire, uh, outlandish preparations wheeled to the table. Salpe. A lot, of, a lot of performance. What? Salpe. Salpe. Salpe, but also you see that cathedral, which is one of my bottom ten last year, where it, it's sort of um, dining to show off for the customers so that the customers can then Instagram it or TikTok it so they can be your marketing arm. I think everyone's kind of wise to the game now and what was kind of cool coming out of COVID or even a little bit pre-COVID of – we're going to do this extravagant stuff at the table and wheel these things over so people will be full of, you know, put it on their social media and, and our customers will be our marketers. I think people have gotten wiser to that. And I think it's, it's kind of, it's not going to leave us entirely, but I think it's going to wane a little bit. So we may have seen, um, uh, because it's, you know, it's, it's dinner and a show and it's, and in some ways I say that 
it's probably going to wane more in other cities before it wanes in uh, recedes in Vegas because other cities aren't as dependent on that kind of thing. Vegas is where people come for whether it's Salt Bay or some, you know, flaming bananas or whatever the hell it is, <laughs> you know. So I get it what, why people want to do it in Las Vegas because, you know, you don't see it in Memphis, Tennessee as much or Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> but Yeah, but, I mean, there's a reason when you you get bottle service at a club, it comes with a, like sparklers coming out of it. People yeah. spend money and they want the... They want to Instagram it. Yeah, but that's but that's just you know that that's my I see that sort of uh, being eclipsed over the time. And I we've gone through the casual dining thing. Remember coming out of you know in the 2010, 12, 14, it was all you know small plates and hard chairs and casual dining and and and, and very comfort food. And now we've kind of gone extravagantly in the other direction. And I think there's going to be a resetting of that a little bit. I also think you know uh, it, kind of along the same lines. I think ridiculously engineered sandwiches are going have had their day <laughs> okay. like what I, I mean you know they, you don't see it out there but oh my god go to take it's well we're getting into uh i guess i'm, I'm spilling over to the trends that need to end but if if you run food instagram a lot or food tiktok there's lots in and oh, god bless you you influencers many of you are my friends you know uh, you know, look at this sandwich that's literally 18 inches tall. You know what I mean? Look oh, at me yeah. put fried chicken on a burger on lasagna between a pancake, okay, and, and feed it to people. It's I still mean, all about the photo or yeah, about yeah, the it, video, it, right? Okay, it, so it, wait. I want your prediction on what's going to take off this year. Like – what trends are going to start in 2024? You're uh, stuck in deaths. Okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm being negative. Yeah, as come usual. on. <laughs> as usual. Um, well, I, I do think vegetables are going to be a big deal this year again. I mean, yeah. and I think proteins are in retreat, and They're I think expensive. we're going to see a lot of a lot more emphasis on vegetables a lot more emphasis on highly seasoned vegetables i don't think i don't think the the, the fake you know the fake chicken the fake the, the tofu burgers impossible that, burgers yeah, all that shit is is done but real vegetable cooking and and highlighting yes. about to be is going to be a big deal i agree and that's and smaller and smaller protein cuz beef has gotten insane i mean you know yeah. sam's the only person i know who can afford a steak anymore <laughs> Barely. <laughs> good thing I. Yeah. Good so, thing so, I don't eat a lot. So it, I think it's going to be the year of the vegetable. I do. All right. Yeah. Sam, any predictions? Yeah, I think uh, smaller plates all around. That's because of Biden. Thank you very much. Just kidding. Um, but I think later hours. I think restaurants are going to start to come back to later hours. I'm hearing a number uh, of chefs talk about this. How they're going to be open late. Really? Like a selling point. I think it's because, well, we scaled back in the in the world of COVID, right, yeah, and right. never really came back to it here in Vegas. But I think it's going to make a comeback. Yeah, Winnie and Ethel's is going to yeah. – uh, they say they're eventually going back to 24 hours. Well, es- Esther's – the new Esther supposedly will be open till. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But they're saying it. I don't get it. I mean, I, I – Wait, when the- are they open? How late? Well, you went to bed at nine on on New Year's Eve. Okay, so I don't really want to hear from you. <laughs> but I'm an old fart. I'm allowed to go to bed at nine. Yeah, but I'm. Uh, there are people who get off work in the industry, for example, want to go out. Right. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's Spring Mountain. Like Izakaya Go is. Yeah, starts at ten. Yeah, some of these places are, are jamming. Or, or is, uh, Ichizo, the original Izakaya there. They, yeah, they, they they get and Raku Raku is a has a, does a like eleven to three a.m. menu that is is packed most nights. So. 
All right, good point. I never thought of that. I, I just hope it. I, I just worry about uh, about over expansion of these places. I've just seen it kill so many restaurants, and they they, they always they always want to expand and, and try more things when the market doesn't really support it yet. And, but if and their that, service is great, they will survive because I will go every day. <laughs> And spread real money. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about other things that need to die. Okay. Trend I have one. deaths. Okay. I have one. Food deaths. In the in the food business. All right. Private clubs. Really? Mr. Private Orlando himself doesn't want to go to a private dining club? No, I think they're I think it's overdining. Everybody's doing it. Like yeah. now they oh just opened up they opened a new one at Fed Fountain Blue, right? Right. And they like like, what is it? The the, the, the pornographic the rabbit? Club. Okay, the there you go. Club. The yeah. Poodle Club. Are, is Close this, enough. Are you just mad because they didn't invite you? No. No, that <laughs> I think would be that's John. What this is. No, no, it's no, it's just it's lame. <laughs> yeah, it is, and it's it, it's it's wait, just why? Awesome, because it's like the if it's a true place. private, yeah, but not, if it's a true private club, it's not a true private club. It's just a way to manufacture exclusivity to make people think they're getting something special when that, they're not. That the food okay. is never better in these clubs. It, never. Okay. Sam and I are totally high-fiving each other right now across yeah. the room. Never okay. better, and invariably, it attracts yeah. nothing but completely insufferable douchebags. No, so yeah. Sounds like Delilah. <laughs> no offense. No, whoa, no, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. I'll give Delilah a pass here on that. How? Okay. What? Now, I know Delilah is douchebag central but most of the time. But, but you know, anybody can go there. And, yeah, well. And it's not always the same douchebags. Yeah, yeah. Like, give me at least a variety of douchebags. Right, but, like, right. okay. And there are people there that go just to listen to the music and like the supper club atmosphere. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I'd know, like uh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not me, but I get it. So yeah, okay. So, what, I don't even know what a tr- where I and, and do you I'm know what so- the entire idea of the supper club, the excuse me, not the supper night, you've got me all the the private club is is you have this membership that supports financially the restaurant, and then they've got you as a captive audience. And I'm telling you, it actually encourages mediocrity and lack of development on the food food front. Anybody who's ever belonged to a country club and knows how mediocre the food is at country clubs will attest to that. Yes, absolutely. I, okay, I agree more. what's the I, maybe this is just me. Where is the private club in Vegas? Poodle Club. Uh, this big news right now, and everybody's yeah. going like, "Oh, we'll be at the Poodle Club." It's da, da, da. and it's like it's yeah. Uh, Vegas is trying to get for high okay, rollers. And then, and then but, no, no, and then I'll tell you, and and you know, because we have an office in Newport, we spend some time there. Ashley and I. There is a, a the new hotel there, the Pendry that opened. That's the same thing. They've got a private club in there, and it's a bunch oh. of Persians hanging out, you know, picking yeah. up on, you know, on on racism all- alert, racism alert. Oh, it's- <laughs> says the guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Round eyes. <laughs> yeah. I'm the round eye. Okay. <laughs> oh God. Okay. We're canceled. Get a fun. It was a good run. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, there's Iranians picketing our our our, our office here every week. Okay. <laughs> Oh. I love Persian food. I wish Persian food would come back to Las Vegas. We used to have several good ones. They're they're all gone now. All right. Okay. Um, okay. So private clubs. I agree. Couldn't agree with you more, Sam. They've. I've seen hotels try to do this multiple times over the over the decades, and it never quite takes. But they're, they're banking that there are so many of these. I call them foodie bros, you know, guys with the kind of guys who will throw $5,000 down for a bottle of vodka. There's so many coming to Vegas in the era of the Super Bowl and the Golden Knights and all this stuff happening that uh, they will create this uh, this buzz. And 
you know, the foundation room used to work like this but way back in the day. And the food there got worse and worse and worse the more private it got. But the hookers got better and better up there. I could tell you that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the more private they became, they got a better class of prostitute. And I can attest and, to that and now from personal experience. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh gosh! Again, we're can't cue the exit music. Strictly, strictly from an observational standpoint. Okay? Got it. Not All a right. participatory. Okay. All right. What, what, okay, Ashley. What do you think needs to go? What what de- what what food trends need to be deep sixed? Hot chicken sandwich shops. Oh come on. It's just a chicken sandwich. That doesn't bother me. Who are you, John? You've been the one railing. Who are? What happened yeah. to you? You went uh, to George and you came, yeah, back, came back a different a person. I came back a redneck. <laughs> yeah. No, I look, Houston's hot chicken right down the street from our office in Vegas. I think they're interesting. They're doing stuff a little bit different. They've got waffle sandwich buns. Like they'll do a, a tortilla, chicken tortilla soup. But the like Dave's hot chicken and like the places that are just doing a chicken sandwich and fries. I'm done. Like I'm, yeah. we don't need any more. Yeah, try a little harder. Right. I got, I got um, it. Yeah. And then truffles. I'm oh, I, I like yeah, yeah. I, really I'm sick of the menus with just truffle and everything. Oh, I always and, said and Wally's caviar. caviar. No, a, caviar is fine. Wally's uh, like you had to actually work hard to find a menu or a menu item without truffle in it. It was pasta. It was in sandwiches. It was on the fries. Their hundred dollar chicken truffle everywhere. And I get it. Good truffles are a great accessory to a luxury dish. But not in my French fries. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and uh, yeah, French fries, club sandwiches, salads. Because it's say. usually shit truffle oil, and you know, it just ugh. well, it's either that or the, the, this. Uh, this could be a whole show about me. I, I think I've ranted about truffles before. They became ubiquitous. That's a big word, Sam. It means everywhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> they became ubiquitous over a decade ago when uh, they figured out how to start growing them in, in the Southern Hemisphere, especially Australia. And suddenly you could get what used to be a very seasonal food. I mean, truffles used to be incredibly seasonal. I mean, just wintertime. Black truffles from like October through March and white truffles from like November and December and maybe a little bit of January. Very seasonal, very much confined to uh, Western Europe, especially Italy and France, suddenly became everywhere. And, you know, the, the marketers, the big business, the, the uh, we got to figure out a way to put it on everything. They took over and they've ruined truffles. And, they're, 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 and uh, much as like Sam talks about uh, these private clubs don't have good food, truffles don't taste like truffles anymore. They're, they're just a weak imitation of what really good truffles used to take taste like when you got them seasonally in places that are famous for growing truffles. Now they farm them like they do tilapia, and, and they're everywhere, oh. and, they're, and they're just about as good. So, mm. so that's, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. And, but, and I, everything I just said applies to caviar, too. No. You, you, could just sub, no, you could just substitute caviar for everything reason I don't like truffles. I thought you were the sturgeon general. but the difference with caviar is it's always an add-on like it's not just thrown into your mac and cheese well now we're getting no okay we're 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 parsing fine distinctions here yeah i I agree with you there but chefs overdo it and they overdo it because it's cheap and ubiquitous and 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 they can they can throw it on everything and salty fish eggs i'm sorry just don't taste good on everything they taste good sometimes in 
omelets. They taste good. They, French great. fries, French, potato chips. Yeah, they're everywhere. No, no. Fish eggs and potato chips don't oh, go together. Yes, they do. Oh, my God. Ugh. So A good French fry with a creme fraiche and a, a ca- dollop oh, yeah, of no, caviar? No. Get ca- out. Caviar is supposed to be a luxury, unique, rare product. And now... It, 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 it's, Why it's can't about, my French fries like also chip. be luxury? Hey, by the way, I'm with Ashley on this. I will tell you that... Oh. Caviar on on a great French fry is uh, like that's like the tears. Well, of the Sean, gods. you haven't lived. You like? Yes, I have, and I don't like <laughs> salty fish flavor on everything. I'm sorry. Um, okay, let me. Okay, can I get the things that need to die? Because one's going to gore gore a big ox. I got sitting across me right here. Okay, crudo. <laughs> Crudo oh, has got oh. to die. Uh, where's I'm? Uh, he's going to come. Has, off. Uh, Sam has left the chat. Okay. Wow. Sam Mirjowski, the Crudo King of Las Vegas. Oh, I'm starve. just so tired of Crudo. I'm tired of tuna tartare. I'm tired of blistered shishito peppers. Enough already. Okay, all of those things need to go. If I never see tuna tartare again, it'll be too soon. Crudo can be. I'll give. I'll give Sam this. I'll give the Crudo King this. Crudo can be interesting because of the unique oils and spices and herbs and uh, and various accents they they put on it. But to me, it just it generally just takes place like the accents or the oils that are being applied, not the fish itself. And I think yeah, well, it there's needs- bad crudo and there's good crudo. Okay, so there you go. Okay, you've made a brilliant point. What's the next? No, thing? no, that's it. That's it. What? <laughs> you no, just no, attacked no. my crudo and, no, and no. fled well, the scene. Well, the next one that needs to die is my pet peeve of the week. So we'll, we'll, we'll oh, we're go doing to peeves and, too. Well, I've got oh. one pet, but it's the same thing. What needs to die? Okay, and I'm going to... Let's just do it. Let's just go to it. Let's go. Pet peeve of the week, and he's to die a quick death, metal furniture. I'm going to quote my friend Joey Marcus, who listens to the show all the time. Joey's a lawyer down in Southern California. He He said to me, John, no one ever said in a restaurant, boy, that metal chair was really comfortable. Okay, and he is and he is <laughs> yeah. right. These cheap ass metal chairs that are everywhere need to be just thrown in the dumpster. And I know why you do them restaurants because you don't want to spend money on something comfortable. Sometimes you want your people to be uncomfortable so they'll they'll move along. But cheap metal furniture, especially these, you know the ones I'm talking about that are kind of narrow. They're they're everywhere. They're aluminum, yep. and they're, you see them in coffee shops. They you know you, you might as well be you know sitting on a cactus. They're they're they're, they're so uncomfortable. <laughs> and <laughs> I just don't like them because they're cold. And they're cold. Yeah, they're, everything's oh. wrong with them. So ch- metal furniture needs to die and needs to go away. Uh, bring back wood, natural fabrics, or something metal. How about covered with a little fabric for warmth or a little cushion on the seat or something like that? You know, making your customers comfortable the way restaurants used to do. There we go. Peeve of the week. All right. So are we pretty much done now? You've do, wasted do a perfectly we, good 45 minutes. Do with I get a peeve? Oh, I thought you had a peeve already. No. Peeve, peeve away. I want, But ladies first, Ashley. I don't have one. Okay, I'll tell mine really quickly. I, I don't 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 give me some like fancy uh, creme brulees. If you're gonna give, if you're gonna do a creme brulee in a restaurant, have it be the classic real deal. End of story. 
I don't like your twist on creme brulee. It's a simple dessert. It's lovely. It's a great little palate cleanser at the end of a meal. I happen to love them, but I don't need a chocolate one. I don't need one infused with raspberries. I don't need <laughs> any of that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I don't. Lavender, blueberry. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, it's like, no, ours is, it's yeah, ours yeah. is different. No, it's creme brulee. It's Leave a classic it the fuck for, alone. It's classic for a reason. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I endorse that peeve of the week right there. Some classics do not need to be touched, and that's one of them. And I love a great creme brulee. So that's it. Um, I kind of yeah. don't. I think they're weird. You know, well, you don't like dessert. You don't even have a sweet tooth. So I, you're, you know, I, I heard oh. just just the other day, one of a, a, a friend uh, told me that my one of my ex wives' biggest complaints about me, and they said, "Do you know what my mom really didn't like about you?" I said, "Well, I'm sure she has a list as long as my <laughs> own." Okay, but but what was it? He says, "She said, oh, like all the creme brulee you made her eat." I said, really? True? I said, yeah. Okay. Yeah, whatever. That's funny. Yeah, how about that? Wait, before we go, I want to hear your, I mean, this is probably the first and only time we'll be able to do this list. Your current five restaurants that you've been to, John, in the order. Okay, the order they have been, I mean, I have it right up here. Uh, for 2024, uh, it's been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight restaurants. And what's the day today? The fifth. The fifth. So I've been to eight restaurants so far. I would rank them in order. Uh, Brasserie B, I think, knocked my socks off. Mott 32, went there the other night with uh, our good friends. Uh, and always stellar. Uh, one of, not the best, uh, uh, Peking Ducks in town. 1228 Maine, incredible. Mm-hmm. Public Us Twice for breakfast, chilaquiles, and a lunch bento box. Daihu Kalbi Gem, which is one of our favorite little go-to Korean joints. And uh, bungalow coffees, breakfast sandwiches, and Meraki, which I got into a big war on social media. Go on Instagram at John <laughs> Curtis. Got in big war with the owner because I went off and on on uh, those that gyro meat, the, uh, you know that pressed meat yeah. that they put that just tastes like rubber to me and, and it's awful. And he came back at me, and we've been we go back and forth. You can read our back and forth on Instagram? my Instagram. On Instagram, Ooh. yeah. So I lo- for the record. I love Meraki. I've loved it from the get-go. I, I think they do salads great. They do all their mezzes great. They do uh, a wonderful uh, pasticcio. They, they do. How's their pita? Uh, their, their pita bread is fantastic. Everything about Meraki except that gyro meat that I've hated since 1977. It's just that pressed pink doesn't taste like meat. It's just it's like steakum. It's just a, a cheap <laughs> imitate, cheap processed imitated product that I I, I just think adds nothing to the party. All right, Mm -hmm. so that's it. See you next week, guys. All right. (laughs) Eat, talk, repeat, friends. Love you. Yasu, Kaliorexi, go to Meraki.